if you don't listen to no other WordCast episode today, this is the episode to listen to. This is the one that's going to help to put your faith on a hundred. My name is Felicia Goins, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus for this week is obedience. Y'all, we are covering quite a bit of ground this week. We've talked about what obedience is, like you obey as an expression of your love to God, how important it is for us to hear God so we'll know what to obey. And we've talked about how to position ourselves to hear and obey. But for this episode, I am going to share obstacles to obeying God and how to overcome them. And I'll start by saying this. Many, many times, obeying God costs you something. But disobedience always costs more. And many, many times, it's not that a person says, no, I'm not going to obey what God is saying. I'm going to do it my way. That's not the case. Many sons and daughters of God may start out in the direction of obedience and they mean well. But because of these certain obstacles that are encountered along the way sometimes, some of them end up being derailed in disobedience, living life outside of God's best and outside of his promises. I've had my experiences not obeying God and I can definitely attest to the fact that obeying God is much better. When we live a lifestyle of obedience, it doesn't mean that we won't have challenges that we'll have to work through or different things that we must face and conquer, but it does mean that we'll have a lot of peace. It means that we're not worried. And if we do or say something that's not right or in alignment with the word, we can stop, repent, and keep walking the good path of obedience. But God wants us to be wise and aware of obstacles that aim to hinder obedience so we can overcome them all. Hosea chapter four, verse six says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Y'all, God is not talking about Satan's sons and daughters. He's talking about the people who are supposed to be sons and daughters in the kingdom. If we don't have knowledge rooted in God's word, the enemy will absolutely try to take advantage of that. See, we're about to walk into doors and times in our life right now where our obedience will be a vital part of our success. For instance, Holy Spirit says, forgive your mother or a sibling you've been at odds with, but you still haven't done it yet. There's a reason why. And there's also a solution. The word says, don't return evil for evil, but you have children of God plotting to get revenge on people. Not because they're bad kids. No, they ran into an obstacle that seemed to make it harder to obey. So they chose the easy way out. And God is merciful, y'all. He has forgiven all of his children, but he still wants us to reap the rewards of obedience. So you got to get up. Dust yourself off in whatever area you may have fallen in and say, Lord, I repent. Help me love you more than anything and obey. Listen to me, y'all. When you pray that prayer, Holy Spirit is at work on the inside of you answering it. So I don't want you to get condemned by anything. I want you to know that you are highly valuable to God. So he is having me share these obstacles with you specifically as you listen so that you can overcome them all. 
And any area in your past where you were not obedient, but you're aiming to be obedient now, God will Romans 8, 28 that thing and cause it all to work together for your good. Y'all know that's one of my favorite scriptures. If you listen to WordCast, you know I say that one and that is one of my favorite ones. That's the scripture that lets you know everything is going to always end up good for you. But you have to believe it and put your trust in God. Okay, let's get started. For this episode, we're going over obstacles that hinder obedience and how to overcome them all. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 7 through 8, the Lord says to Moses, Take the rod and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to give forth its water. So we're in a portion of scripture where the children of Israel are out in the wilderness. They haven't reached their promised land yet, which is overflowing with milk and honey and all other nutritious things that they need. So they're out in a desert wilderness area and they need water. Verse nine. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. So we see in verse nine, Moses started out down the path of obedience verse number 11 and Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod he smote the rock twice and the water came out abundantly wait hold on one second God just told him in verse 8 to speak to the rock verse number 9 he starts off in that direction but by the time we get to verse number 11 we see that Moses just disobeyed God and struck the rock instead of speaking to it then in verse number 12 here's the key y'all God says because you did not believe me and you struck the rock instead of speaking to it like I told you to you will not enter into the promised land so one obstacle to obedience is uncontrolled unbelief y'all when I tell you by the end of this episode I struggled to get to recording this episode because in my study time when Holy Spirit was giving it to me it wasn't hyping me up emotionally my faith literally grew as Holy Spirit gave me this word to share with you and here's the revelation here is the remedy the solution for uncontrolled unbelief that stops a lot of people from obeying God you get to decide what you believe So to overcome the obstacle of uncontrolled belief, you use your will to decide to believe God and you keep saying it every day until your heart lines up with your words. Now, I've told you guys on WordCast before, anytime something is purported to come from God or come from Holy Spirit, it must line up with the word. So let me show you where this is in scripture. John chapter 20, the disciple, and I need to come down, y'all. I'm so excited to share this word right now because I know it's gonna break doubt and unbelief down and make it microscopic in some of you guys' life and the things that you've been believing God for are gonna come to pass because you're gonna start believing again. Some of you that have been believing small, you're gonna believe big. Some of you that haven't been believing for certain things, you're gonna start believing again. And those of you that are in faith already, you're gonna grow in your faith. Okay, so John chapter 20, the disciples are telling Thomas, one of the other disciples of Jesus, that they had seen Christ alive days after they had just watched him be crucified and die and put in a tomb in john chapter 20 verse 25 thomas says unless i see in his hands the marks made by the nails and put my finger into the nail prints and put my hand into his side i will never believe it did y'all catch that thomas basically just said i will to never believe it 
So according to his will, he would not believe unless he could see. And that is how it works with us. We will to believe something or we will not to believe something. We get to decide. In John chapter 20, verse 27, in the Amplified Classic Bible, Jesus speaks to Thomas and he says, do not be faithless, but stop your unbelief and believe. Y'all, he told Thomas to stop his unbelief. This man is sitting up here saying, I ain't gonna believe it unless I see it. And we will say, oh, look at Satan influencing him. Jesus didn't say stop Satan. Jesus said, you stop your unbelief. Satan already been stopped. Jesus spoke to Thomas from a place of love, reaffirming him in who he is in Jesus Christ. Thomas, you are a believer and you have the authority to control what you believe and what you do not believe. And I am commissioning you right now to believe what thus says the Lord. In verse number 28, Thomas answers him and says, my Lord and my God. Boom, right there. He obeys the instructions of the Lord and he uses his will, the same will that he used to not believe. He was gonna hold his faith back until he saw something. He uses that same will to believe. See, he wasn't gonna call him Lord and God until he saw the nail prints to know it was actually him. Verse number 29, Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, Thomas, do you now believe? Blessed and happy to be envied are those who have never seen me and yet have believed and trusted me. Jesus is saying those of us listening to WordCast right now where we have never walked with Jesus in the flesh when he was living as a flesh man on the earth. Blessed are we that we believe in him right now even though we have not lived with his physical body on the earth. Y'all this is such good news. I don't know if you've ever felt condemned because you didn't think your faith was at a high enough level of believing or maybe you got into doubt over something that you used to believe but after a long period of time of not seeing it come to pass yet you stop believing this is good news your believing can be controlled by your own will so if you've given up on something a dream from God or a promise from God you can use your will to believe again Thomas refused to believe unless certain conditions were met. God met those conditions in his mercy and in his love, and then Thomas believed. So when Jesus responds and says, oh, now that you have seen, you believe, blessed are those who believe and have not seen, the implication here is, Thomas, you could have believed before you even saw me, and it would have been an act of faith. See, it wasn't faith when Jesus showed himself to Thomas and then Thomas said he believed because he already had the physical manifestation. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Friend, we don't hope for and have faith for what we already see or have in physical manifestation. That does not help us. That doesn't mature us in our faith as believers and cause our faith to grow even more. Let's say, for example, you drive a blue truck and you wake up every morning saying you're trusting and believing God for your blue truck. Beloved, if you already have the blue truck in physical manifestation, that is not strengthening your faith for next level believing. And you could end up slipping into a carnal life where you have to see something before you believe something. And I'm telling you right now, as we've said on WordCast before, faith is the currency of God. Obedience is not the currency of God. Obedience is an expression of love. But if you're going to make some transactions in the spirit with heaven, you're going to have to release your faith. 
Don't let the devil deceive you. You have so much power and authority over your own life and your own self that you can literally choose and decide what you will believe and what you will not believe. And this is important because uncontrolled unbelief is a hindrance to obeying God. And let me tell you another reason why this is so important today and why this episode is going to help your faith go to a hundred. In order to receive salvation, you must have faith. Before Jesus returns to this earth, and he is going to return, in John chapter 14, verse 3, Jesus says, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42 says, Therefore, be on alert, for you don't know which day your Lord is coming. Y'all, not everyone that receives salvation has a tangible feeling in their body that they are saved, and when they leave this earth, they will be in heaven. And the enemy has tried to convince people that it wasn't worth it to stick with God because they didn't have physical evidence at the time that they were actually saved or that what God said would come to pass would actually come to pass. I'm telling you right now, you need to believe. The same faith that you exercise to receive salvation is the same faith you exercise to receive anything else from the Lord. When you don't have faith, You make Romans 10 and 9 ineffective in your life. It's still true, but the unbeliever makes it ineffective in their specific life. And Romans 10 and 9 says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It didn't say if you feel a tickle up your spine. It didn't say if you do everything right and you never make another mistake for your life. So now you got people trying to earn their way into heaven when the Bible says, no, you got to believe and confess your way into the kingdom. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. God, I praise you for this word. I thank you for the chains being broken off of our understanding. I thank you right now, God, that we walk by faith and not by sight. And in this season, your sons and daughters shall arise with the knowledge of your word in its proper context, in its right understanding, and conquer the obstacles of the enemy to our faith. Hallelujah, y'all excuse me. My spirit is so whelmed with what God is doing in our lives during this time. And if you receive and you believe, Believe what this episode is telling you. I'm telling you, your life is going to change. Not tomorrow, not in the future, right now as you believe it. Because it's the trick of the enemy to keep people ignorant to the truth that you can decide what you believe, even if you don't see it manifested in physical form yet. That is what faith is. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without faith in God, you are lost. Faith is the currency of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our God, Jehovah, the one who died and bled in each of our place. Your faith, your belief in God is a supernatural substance that whoops Satan's tail every time in every situation, big or small and confirms that the enemy is already defeated. But if Satan can keep you bound to this natural world and only what your eyes can see, he will try to rob you of what God has said. He will rob people of the very salvation Jesus died for them to have. That's why you have atheists and agnostic people and people who are intelligent and they are smart, but they don't have faith in the one true living God. 
I know we're talking about obstacles to obedience. And I was expecting us to touch on each point and move on quickly. But y'all, I started digging into this thing and Holy Spirit was taking me around the scriptures, showing me exactly why uncontrolled unbelief is such a big deal because it ends up affecting people's eternity when they disobey the word and they make something else God other than Jesus Christ. That's what John 3 16 is all about. Christ died for the entire world. Everybody who has ever walked this earth and any person who decides to believe in him, no matter age, no matter color, no matter pedigree, those who decide to believe in Jesus shall not perish, but have everlasting in life. Y'all are getting this today and it's going to stir your faith and put it on a hundred because it's time for believers to act like believers and share the good news of Jesus and stop living carnal lives of disobedience according to what you see. Y'all, we walk by faith and not by sight. We choose to believe and obey. Say that with me. I choose to believe and obey God. The promises of God are yours. Whatever good thing God has spoken to you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you specifically. I don't care if you're a member of my family. You're a part of my friendship circle. You are somebody I don't know. The promises of God are yours. Whatever good thing God has spoken to you about yourself, about your life specifically, it shall come to pass. Decide to believe God and obey him today. You get to decide what you believe and what you obey. That's good news, y'all. It means that Satan doesn't have the control over people and their lives that he wants them to think he has. He doesn't have any authority in your life or your situations. God has given that authority to you in Jesus Christ over the enemy. So use your authority to believe. Use your authority to have faith in what God said. Say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I don't doubt you, God. I do what you say. If you tell me to speak to the rock, I'm going to speak to the rock. If you tell me to strike the rock, I'll strike the rock. If you tell me by his stripes I'm healed, by his stripes I'm healed. If you tell me you'll give me beauty for ashes, I'll have beauty for ashes. Whatever you say, God, we believe. Before we see it, God, we believe. We believe the report of the Lord. We renounce the report of Satan and we stay on the Lord's winning side. We decide to believe y'all i am running over time for this episode i didn't realize that this first point was going to take up the entire time so please excuse me and give me grace and stick with me because i am telling you beloved you shall believe and see the desires of your heart from the father come to pass we just went through scriptures proving that uncontrolled unbelief is an obstacle to obeying god and we saw that when moses getting mad at the children of israel for acting like brats he struck the rock instead of speaking to it like God said. In that moment, God wasn't trying to be brutal or forceful with the children of Israel. A part of it was God giving them yet another opportunity to learn that his word can be trusted. If they were able to see Moses speak to the rock as the Lord led and receive water from it to hydrate them, the next time God says something, they could have had increased faith to believe what he said. But because of uncontrolled unbelief, Moses disobeyed God and did not enter into the promised land. Now he still entered into heaven. He still fulfilled his purpose and mission on the earth 
deserve to lead the children of Israel out of slavery and into the promised land. So he's still standing right with God. But there was some things on this earth that he could have seen and experienced had he believed God in that moment that we read about. Moses' story won't be our story because Holy Spirit is equipping us and we are receiving knowledge today from God's word. And every person under the sound of my voice that's standing in faith, believing God for something he said or something he showed you in the word or place in your heart, it shall come to pass. You get to believe that and obey. Y'all, I got like five more of these obstacles and solutions to share concerning obedience from God's word. But I am out of time for this episode. So please come back tomorrow and be invigorated even more in your faith. Because of the time, I won't go through key takeaways. I just recommend that you listen to this episode multiple times over. It will strengthen your faith even more as you hear it. I'm going to jump right to these decrees so we can win this Thursday. And I want to see you right back here tomorrow with me to wrap up the week with our Friday episode. I love you guys so much. Y'all are powerful. Y'all are equipped. Y'all are ready. You're changing. You're believing right now in Jesus name. Now say these decrees after me and believe them. God loves me. Obedience is my expression of love to him. God loves me. I delight myself in God and in his truth. God loves me. I am strengthened this week for all I have to do. God loves me. I am in the right place at the right time. God loves me. All this week I flow from the divine. God loves me. And he makes it easy for me to hear him and obey. God loves me, and my obedience says, God, I love you. My name is Felicia Goins. Thank you so much for joining me on WordCast to kick off this week. Be sure to stay tuned Monday through Friday. Remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.